Hello and welcome into the Lockdown Wolves podcast. We are live on the postcast following the Timberwolves first or game one, I guess, first round loss to the Denver Nuggets. Marty Geller from Bally Sports North joins the show to break down the game. The Lockdown Wolves postcast starts right now. You are Locked On Wolves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Wolves podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Lockdown Wolves. I'm joined by Marnie Gellner from Valley Sports North. We're going to talk all about the Wolves lost the Denver Nuggets in game one of the first round playoff series. And Marnie, this one was rough. The Wolves competed early, but we're down 11 by halftime. And then third quarter is when everything unraveled and Ended up being a 29-point loss in Game 1. Not exactly how Chris Finch drew it up. Not how Chris Finch drew it up, and I don't think it's reflective of anything that any of us who follow the team closely, or even fans who've watched a decent amount of games, nobody saw this coming. There was no way to predict that this would be essentially a complete Denver blowout win. The Wolves... I mean, just they just couldn't get anything going offensively. 37% field goal shooting was the season low. 80 points scored, a season low. And that is a heck of a time for those numbers to appear is in game one of the postseason. I just, there's, there's no way you could have seen this coming. Nothing was working for the Timberwolves tonight. Yeah, uh, the shooting percentages are a great a great place to start. I mean, like uh, I, I season that's so crazy that I mean I it had to, like I looked at those numbers I was like thirty seven percent, what was it like thirty point six percent from three fifty six percent from the free throw line like those numbers are just so absurdly low and at halftime you looked at it and it was like well you know they've actually defended pretty well they did a decent job on Jokic in the first half they did a really good job on Jamal Murray early and Akil Alexander Walker was great early in this game um, and like you felt okay about them being only down 11. And I think I even said something like this on Twitter at halftime, like uh, they're not going to shoot the ball worse in the second half. And and I was kind of right. They shot the ball equally as bad in the second half. Um, And turns out if you shoot the ball that poorly for an entire game, you're only going to score 80 points. That's not going to play against, you know, the the top seed in the Western conference in a playoff game on the road. So um, I think the offensive, the continued lack of an offensive rhythm has to be the headline here. Like, I mean, only scoring 80 points and shooting 37% from the field. That's not any one player. That's a system wide failure in terms of an offensive unit. And hopefully it's just a one game blip of a failure, but there were, you know, they've Jordan McLaughlin got a little run. Jalen Noel got a run. Austin rivers got a run. Like you could tell that Chris Finch was searching for like, does anybody have a hot hand tonight? And really, at that point, it was you needed like three or four guys all at once to catch fire. That's how far in the hole the Timberwolves had gotten. But um, I mean, it was it just felt like a constant search for does anybody have it? Does anybody have it? And Carl Anthony Towns, after the game, was uh, talking about the his own poor shooting performance, and he, I mean, I honestly believe him. I didn't feel like he was just blowing smoke. He basically just said like we've been a a good shooting team for long enough and he in particular has been a good shooting big man for long enough that this is this is one game this is the blip this is not something that we think is 
you know, long-term or something we can't overcome. And he said all the right things, but he didn't look like he was straining and searching for words and reading off of a piece of paper that somebody told him to say these words, you know, just, I, I think it was, it was just like everybody having the worst shooting night we could have all at the same time. I don't know how that possibly happened coming off of the OKC game, which was one of the best and most efficient and effective and humming right along games. We've seen the Timberwolves play all season to have that on Friday night. And then this on Sunday night was really just a, a complete head scratcher, but it's one game. And that's why it's a best of seven series. That's the beauty of this is the whole thing was not determined by this one game tonight. Yeah. And, and we talked about a little bit of a, of a silver lining was that they started off pretty well defensively. They were only down three at the end of the first quarter and it was kind of back and forth. Denver had a couple mini runs in the first and the Wolves pushed back and I thought responded well when, um, you know, ultimately they of course did fold in the third quarter, but I think the initial couple of kind of punches to the mouth metaphorically, of course, from Denver in the first quarter, the Wolves handled well. And then in the second quarter, um, it was just kind of the Wolves. uh, There was like this, this stretch where Denver was getting to the bath. It was almost like both teams got tired defensively more so than the offenses suddenly clicked. It was a stretch where each, they were going back and forth. And then all of a sudden, like the wolves were in the bonus with eight and a half minutes left in the second quarter. Um, Denver had already committed five team fouls. They were in the penalty. And from that moment, eight and a half minute mark of the second quarter on the wolves only attempted four free throws in the second quarter. And they only made two of them. So they went two of four spending more than two thirds of the quarter in the bonus two of four at the free throw line. And that to me was when things kind of started to unravel where it was like, okay, we really don't have a rhythm. We're just shooting. You know, there were a few too many mid range jumpers in there. Um, and just an overall lack of rhythm and flow and the ability to attack and, and free throw shooting ended up being fairly even for this game. Neither shot the, neither team shot the ball well from the line, but that was one of those moments where it's like, okay, if, if the wolves were on their game and, you know, doing all the right things here, we'd be getting a lot more straight line drives from Ant and from cat, but instead, it was a lot of mid-range jumpers. It was searching for offense through, you mentioned other sources, Jalen Noel, um, you know, played point guard for a little while there in the second quarter. And it just wasn't, um, they didn't take advantage of that. And to me, that's where things kind of started to fall apart. Yeah, I remember Jim Pete pointing that out on the broadcast too. And I think it was Jalen Noel at the line at the time. And it was just such a missed opportunity. And whether it was just sort of lack of recognition or whatever Denver was doing defensively, but there was not an urgency at all to take advantage of that. And so I wondered if some of this is not just physical, but also mental fatigue from having to win and play so many important games down the stretch. And I'm not making an excuse. I'm just wondering if it actually played into the game plan tonight or the, the, you know, they're played so many different teams with so many different emphasis on different players and you're, you know, observing a scouting report and all that. And, and two days after beating Oklahoma city, which was also just three days after losing to the Lakers, which was also just a couple days after beating the Pelicans in the, you know, in game 82, like there's just a lot of high pressure, a lot on the line type of games for the Timberwolves. And I wonder if like they, they need a couple days to rest the mind and the body. And hopefully that was a factor in this game because it would be a nice way to be able to blame some of the things that we saw, which were so uncharacteristic 
on just like it's been overload for this team for the last two weeks and it finally caught up to them and now uh, we get these two days of practice in Denver everybody calm down everybody take a minute let's absorb the game plan let's remember when we need to get to the free throw line because we're in the bonus all those kinds of mental mistakes that the Wolves made not just physical because there were plenty of both um, I can live with it if it was a one game spurt if this continues and they're just not playing smart basketball, and that's a whole different discussion. But for now, we'll call it a one-game blip. Today's episode of Locked Out Wolves on the Postcast is brought to us by our friends at Prize Picks. If you'd taken, well, Jamal Murray was really the only player that scored above what his number probably was at Prize Picks. But if you'd taken Jamal Murray over, he led the game with 24 points. You'd probably be in good shape over at Prize Picks. If you're wondering how it works, you just pick two to six players, and if they'll score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. Of course, that includes the NBA as well as the NHL playoffs kicking off this week, uh, Major League Baseball a couple weeks into the regular season, any college sports, really any sports. Your entry can be made in less than 60 seconds. It really is that easy. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, they'll give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Obviously, the Timberwolves star, uh, star players did not play very well. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, we talked a little bit about him. He scored 11 points on 15 shots. Anthony Edwards. The line ended up being okay, but he still just, it was another one of those games where he didn't really look himself. Rudy only scored eight points. Conley only had eight points. Um, but so like we could start there and say like, Hey, the stars didn't play up to stuff, but neither did the role players. And that was an area where I, you know, the wolves probably lose, even if the wolves role players play better just because ants and cat and Rudy and those guys didn't score enough, but it was just another example of like a team like Denver is so much depth and they seem to win on the margins all the time. Minnesota, like Denver, for instance, they got 15 from Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Bruce Brown played a great game off the bench for them. He had a couple of big plays. And the Wolves got zero points and zero rebounds in 21 minutes from Torian Prince. They got, um, you know, Jordan McLaughlin was scoreless in his minutes in this game. Um, you know, they, they didn't get much from anybody else. You know, Kyle Anderson, in terms of bench players, played well. Jalen Noel was okay. But those those margins, um, those, those, those players on the fringes, on the edges – played so much better for Denver than they did for Minnesota. And over the course of a seven-game series, Minnesota's got to get a little bit more from their role players. No question. And to see so many of them have a night like this, it's just, it's so bizarre that so many players were so far off their typical games and typical productions tonight. I mean, it's just weird when you think about it. Like, Kyle Anderson had eight points in the first half, which is not a great Three points in the second half. You mentioned Torian Prince and Jordan McLaughlin. Jalen Noel tried to come in and, and get it going a little bit, but they were just, it was almost like there was just, they were drinking something and passing it down the line, and and it caused everyone to have fatigue and uh, just inability, like, a, like the Monstars at halftime who lost all their powers, only we started the game that way with the Wolves just not having their powers. It, it was... Um, it's a hard one to explain. I mean, I, I'm I'm sitting here driving home after having watched the entire game, after having done a full 35-ish minute post game, 
and listening to several players talk and still kind of shaking my head like I, I I'm not 100 percent sure of what we just saw from this team because it's it was so atypical and I've really come to expect the completely unexpected from this team this year they're so hard to predict they're so up and down and Chris Finch has said it many times we can beat anybody or lose to anybody on any given night he's right but I did not expect to see a 29 point domination by the Nuggets in this game and so many guys look like they were completely out of sorts it's a it's got to be a weird one to show have to show film and lose learn from and move on from when you really do have to look at it and try to figure out why why did this all happen all at once but uh, maybe the best thing is flush it maybe just go you know what I don't know what good is going to come out of this we know that that sucked let's flush it let's move on and that's bit more or less what Chris Finch seemed to be saying post game was like, "Hey, we know they beat us in basically every category. You know, what what we'll you know we'll look at it. We'll try and take something from it. We always do. But but to your point, Marty, like what what do you take from it other than you know maybe the defense in the first half? We talked a little about that. And actually, I mean, they did a pretty good job on Jamal Murray early. I know he broke out middle of the game, uh, but Jokic, I mean, they did a pretty good job on Jokic. He only had six assists. He yeah. fouled out in twenty eight minutes. Um, and, you know, trying to make him be a scorer, he obviously did some Jokic things, but that's going to happen. Um, I thought Minnesota did a good job there. Like th- there were some positives to take from the first half, not really anything from the second half. And you look at the game as a whole. I mean, Chris Finch said it post game, like the Wolves were beat on the glass by 16 rebounds in this game. They were beating the paint by a dozen points. They lost fast break points. Uh, I think it was 16 to three in fast break points. There really was was nothing from a box score perspective. You know, they shot the ball terribly. Like, you can't feel good about this performance. Like you said, there's seven games in this series, hopefully, um, or, or, you know, there, there could be up to seven games in this series. You, you have to lose four before you're out. You don't get to flush too many, but I think that's probably the best move. And now with consecutive off days, uh, to your point, like the Wolves played twice in less than 48 hours. The Nuggets have been sitting at home for a week. Uh, now there's an opportunity to kind of regroup for Wednesday. So we're still two days out from game two. Um, and here's hoping for a much more spirited performance in, in Denver on Wednesday. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, we had talked about, um, or we had a, anyway, in our pregame show about rest versus rust and the, the Nuggets being able to rest as a team, not having to play either the play-in games that the Wolves played and the Nuggets not having to play these high-pressure games in the final couple of weeks the season either they were resting guys and getting getting uh any anybody who's banged up and needed a minute or two needed a game or two fine no problem I'm gonna sit this one out they were they were rested and we were rusty the wolves were the team that were rusty even though the the pregame comment from chris finch coming in was we feel like we're we're battle ready because we've been doing it for two weeks and we played two games this this week that you know had everything on the line and here the nuggets haven't played anything and just sitting there hopefully getting getting cold and that was not the case really at all in this game so Ben you and I we're going to flush it we're going to have two days of practice they're going to be good we're going to show up on Wednesday we're going to look like a totally different team let's hope so that's a 9 p.m tip Wednesday so 30 minutes earlier which is fantastic uh, 9 p.m on Wednesday we'll go live again after the show about 45 minutes or so afterwards on the Locked On Sports Minnesota YouTube channel if you can't watch it live you can always listen after the fact on Locked On Wolves wherever you like to listen to podcasts a big thank you for watching tonight a big thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time